All right, three quick messages before we get started with today's episode. So first and foremost, there's nothing more annoying than having files and all the stuff on multiple computers and devices. You know, iPad, iPhone, you know, computer, all that kind of stuff. How do you bring it all together in a non-stressful way? You know, it's going to be our good friends at Citrix Online. They've got you covered with Go to My PC. Super easy. You can get apps for your iPhone and iPad. You can use your computer. You can access all your files from anywhere just with an internet connection. So to try, go to my PC today. Special 45-day free trial just for Rise Nation. Go to go to mypc.com. Click the try it free button. Enter the promo code rise and also I, I know a lot of you guys know about this but just in case you miss the bandwagon on this one you can get my free video training series on creating awesome interviews so you're gonna learn the rise top system for creating promoting and profiting from online interviews big feedback on this video series so far all you have to do to nab it go to createawesomeinterviews.com and enter your email alright what does fitness and business have to do with each other pretty much everything gotta tell you because I'll tell you one thing when you can transform your body and get into amazing shape and, and change your nutrition and just feel amazing about yourself, business increases because you're going to have more energy. You're just going to be able to rock it out. Now, I don't know if you know this. A lot of people do that I am a, a spokesperson and I was the guinea pig and I'm a fitness model for a program called Jet Set Body, which you can check out at jetsetbodyrise.com. This is a program that I used myself for sure and I'm on it still every day. It's a 90-day complete overhaul of your fitness and nutrition to get you just shredded in ridiculous shape. You should see the case studies. I was probably one of the, I was the first one of Jet Set Body and you can check it out at jetsetbodyrise.com for more details and now here's today's episode. And welcome to the Rise to the Top. I'm David Seitman Garland. We're going to go a little bit back in time today. I shot this right before I cut my hair. That's how retro this is. That was like one week ago, right? So Jules Watkins, Jules Watkins was one of the most popular guests that we've had on in the last few weeks of the show. Now Jules came on and he talked about some of the best tips that he had for this thing right here, your iPhone. So he talked about shooting incredible video with their iPhone and iPad. And he's got this really cool product called iVideo Hero. And what was interesting is that when we started having this conversation, my goal was to have Jules on to teach us about, you know, the iPhone and the iPad, how to do this and then I started hearing more about his story and it's an incredibly interesting story of someone that took you know an idea for something very very specific and then created kind of a product and a community around it online and I think it's an incredible case study of someone that really learned advice from the rise to the top in other places and said okay listen I'm gonna turn this into a really cool business and brand and he's done it and there's a lot of different insights here and ideas and inspiration that you can use for your business so without further ado here is part two with Jules Watkins now I'm gonna go regrow my hair for this interview alright so first time we've ever had a dual interview on the right side, Jules Watkins, he's back if you didn't see the last time when he was here talking iPhone iPad video tips you missed a good one. Jules, welcome back, my man. Uh, thanks very much, David. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, so, you know, my pleasure. And I got to tell you, you know, again, I found out about your product. You sent it to me. iVideo Hero. It's, it's a digital product where you go on, you log in, and you get to learn about how to really maximize your iPhone and iPad to create amazing videos, right? And I said to myself, you know, there has to be an interesting story behind this because the thesis 
of the rise to top is people that have taken a passion or a topic that they're interested in and turn that into a business. So I think we're going to go through the whole thing today, but for people, again, maybe they're bad. They skipped the last interview that we did. They're just meeting you right now. Give us the little uh, Cliff's notes about kind of who you are. Yeah, great. So, well, basically I would say I'm onto my, my third career. And I mentioned before that my father used to say to me, you know, you'll, you'll change your job every 10 years. And I right. didn't believe that. I thought, <laughs> I was going to be a lawyer or something. Actually, I, I failed my, my law, um, my year at university, so I didn't. But um, I had all these ideas of what I was going to do. But I ended up, I was always passionate about media. So um, my first 10 years was doing photography. I ended up doing news photography, like hard news and covering events and riots. And I even went to former Yugoslavia and all that kind of stuff. And that was a pathway really for me because I always had my eye on working in television, really. I was sort of obsessed with TV. And that gave me a backdoor pass into TV because I just hit a time in TV when they were looking for multi-skillers, so people that could not only shoot well, but had the eye and the directorial vision to mm -hmm. do that. So I got in into TV through a side door, worked my way up, pretty hard work, managed to get to become um, a TV director and ended up directing some good shows like um, MTV's Pimp My Ride, um, My Super Sweet 16, about a bunch of 16-year-olds, um, terrible, and terrible also, girls, but yeah, 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 yeah. It. That was that was a shocker. Um, and then um, Biggest Loser was probably one of the biggest shows because obviously it's really well known. So that would mean being in full control of the show in in the sense that you were doing your own episode, producing, directing, camera people, shooting out of hours. So if there was a crisis at five in the morning, I'd be out of bed with my camera shooting that, you know. And um, then you go into the edit suite, sit there for weeks, and and with an editor and and create the show. So went into TV. Um, at the same time as TV was sort of strolling a little bit and then I saw I was observing the internet and this is where I first sort of caught sight of people like yourself in particular where you had your own TV show now there was I getting up at, at 3 a.m. going around the country never getting back at the weekend um, and never owning any of the content right <laughs> any of the ideas um, at all I was thinking hang on a minute these guys are creating their own content and they've got a real asset um, that, that you're building and I wasn't doing that and I was feeling I was getting a bit, a little bit older in TV. It's very, very young, young career as well. Mm. And I, I started looking around and thinking, well, you know, this is what I could do. I could probably offer some training and some of the skills that, that I've got. Yeah, and, and this is awesome because you told me this. I didn't even know about this, right? But we, we were talking before our last interview that we did on here, and you're like, you know, I, I, I listened to the Rise to the Top. I watched the Rise to the Top. I'd learned from people that were creating online products like Lewis Howes and Sean Malarkey and different people and say, all right, well, I'm going to go implement this and try this out. But the idea for iVideo Hero. You know, yeah. where, where did it come from? Because there's always that interesting moment or, or series of moments that leads up to you saying, okay, I want to do a product and it's going to be this. Uh, how did, how did yeah. you get to that point? Yeah. Well, I'll just take half a step back if I could. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, 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 the most important sale I've ever had was the first one, and that was the sale of a $100 flip camera via Amazon. And how that happened was that I spotted a guy called Jim Kukral who you've had on the show. Oh, Jim. Right? I've had it, yeah, multiple yeah. times. Okay. Right, right. But I've never met him. But all I know is a few, about three years ago or so, I spotted um, his website and another website he had where he was basically going to the dentist, filming himself with a flip camera. And I thought, yeah. what's going on? Why, why is he showing me going to the dentist? And what it was, he was basically promoting the flip camera as a great camera to use. And he had an affiliate link um, below the video going over to Amazon. 
And that was the very first time it, it clicked with me that he was actually using video, selling this flip camera product and getting paid. So I went off and checked out Amazon. They paid 5%. And the flip wasn't really well known in the UK at that time. So I thought, you know, why don't I start a really tiny niche blog, my very first ever blog, and just only talk about the flip camera, everything possible about the flip, and see if I could get a bit of traffic mm -hmm. and get some ranking. So that worked. And I started um, selling flip cameras, you know, as an affiliate. I got my first sale and I thought, gosh, somebody's, you know, I've earned five pounds today from the internet. And that was, that was me set off on this path thinking, you know, if I can earn five pounds, I can multiply that sure. by, by tens, by hundreds or whatever. So that got me into the mode of thinking I can sell stuff. And then because of my sort of love of video and TV and then I, um, and pocket cameras, I started noticing on forums, on Facebook and all kinds of places, a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners, thinking about making their own videos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the natural choice for them would be um, a small pocket camera. And I knew that I could really show people how to get ultimate quality out of those, those cameras and really kind of wow them with what I could do. So that's when I started thinking about a product. And I was going to make a product about the flip. But then I woke up one day to find out that um, the flip brand was being gone. killed. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Uh, my idea of doing a niche blog around a single product maybe wasn't quite such a good idea because when the product goes, then, you know, your blog traffic is going to dwindle down. Right. But so I didn't do that. But I thought, well, you know, there's other cameras around. There's the Kodak. There's other cameras, you know, the iPhone to some degree. So I started thinking about creating products. I kept on absorbing all this information, you know, from other bloggers and people that were talking about um creating products and so my first product was a more general product called pocket video power which is still available and i was talking about various cameras and how to use sure. them how to shoot makes them. sense um and you know that that went okay but you know the launch was like you know i'll be i'll be frank with you here on the launch of that product on my first day i was sat there thinking this is going to change my life forever i'm going to be rich i was even thinking like i'm going to move flat or whatever and i sold one Hey, hey, it's I better thought, than zero. Better than zero. Exactly, better than zero. But I was thinking, uh, that really um, hit me. I thought I sold one. I didn't have a big list. I had about, you know, 120 or something on my, on my list for that product. Um, but I sold one the first day. Then I sold a couple on the third day and a few more. And it, was, it slowly built up. Yeah. And it, it never got massive, but people loved it. I got great feedback. It was just hard to get it out there. So for this current product, I decided... You know, I, I noticed that obviously the iPhone was huge. They bought out the iPhone 4S um, last year. Everyone was talking about iPhone and Apple. And I thought, well, why don't I take that and niche it down and make it more, more laser focused? And, you know, that's a really good way to reach your market. Because as soon as I did that, I knew where my market was even more so. You know, there's so many um, blog, Apple blogs and forums and iPhone fan clubs. And, you know, it's easier to target the market. So I literally thought, right, um, that's what I'm going to try and do. And, you know, that, that's where I first sort of locked my horns onto this iPhone idea. Right. And it's a great one because when you send it to me, and I, I told you this before, I get a lot of products and things that come and, you know, whatever, and I'm, I'm grateful for them. But if it would have been something like, you know, how to shoot better video or something like that, I would have been like, all right, well, you know, okay. You know, but it, as soon as I saw the iPhone and how specific it was, I think this is a great lesson for people that want to do something. You know, I was like, oh. I have an iPhone. I love shooting with it. I have no idea what I'm doing. 
this is going to be perfect, you know? And so the niche seemed to be perfect that you, that you got on this. Now, a couple random going back questions here. When you first started this and you, and you first kind of got up and you said, okay, I'm going to go into the pocket camera space and things like that. I'm just curious, how did you first get a little bit of traffic to your site? Because that's also a challenge for people, um, regardless of what they do. And there's different, you know, obviously many, many different ways to go about it. So I want to know, two-part question, how did you first get traffic? And then what did you learn about traffic that you've kind of applied now? Um, well, traffic was very, very light. I, on my niche flip site, I had the presence to um, have a free ebook on there, a shooting okay. tips ebook, yep. which was like, 12, 15 pages. It's still up there, actually. Um, and that was an exchange for an email. So I'd started to build up a list of, you know, in, in the small hundreds. Mm -hmm. And obviously, those people were, were mainly flip people, but some of them were transitioning over to, to the iPhone. So I had a tiny list there. Um, other than that, it was literally going out. I think it's Noel Kagan who talks about that, going out and finding your customer one by one. Yep. You know, they're all out there. And if it takes all day to find one, then that's what you've got to do. So I, I, what I did was I started going out into forums and being helpful um, to people really mm -hmm. that were looking for, you know, had questions about their pocket cameras, about video making, and literally just going out, being useful, um, trying to mix in those circles, going to real life events like to meetups and things like that, and literally just slowly um, building up a bit more of a list. Um, that's how I did it, really. Right, in the trenches. That's the best way to do it. So, so yeah, yeah. you do that. You, what did you learn? What were some of the key lessons from your first product? Before we kind of dive into the iVideo Hero, you know, because did you right. learn certain things and say, okay, this was a mistake, this was a win, this was a loss? You know, what were some of the key lessons that you were like that I can apply this towards my next product and improve it? Oh, I made I made the classic mistakes really on the first one. I made most of it in advance. Okay. So it took me um, two or three months to do it, and I made it big. I made it too big, so um, it's it was five modules, each one with like seven videos in it. It's still there. It's like 35, 40 videos, and I made. I didn't make all of it. I made maybe the first couple of weeks, which was quite a lot of work to get that set up. Particularly as I hadn't set up. Um, um, the WordPress site, you know, with a, with a membership area before ever. So I had to learn all that myself. Um, and then what I did was I didn't, I thought, right, if people join, I'll create the rest of the course. But what happened is that I left myself too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really busting my gut um, because people, when I first launched it, you joined and you got week by week, the content was drip fed week by week. Mm -hmm. And people were there behind me and catching up with me. And I was still making the content for the next week. <laughs> So I was, it was like making a TV show, like up against the tight deadline. On a Sunday night, I knew that people were waiting for it. And I was like working till like 1 a.m. in the morning to create the, the fourth video of module three. Right, right. So I, I, it was so hard work. It was so stressful. It was literally like working on a daily um, TV show or something. Um, so that, that was a bit of a mistake. I think maybe what you've talked about before, maybe trying to be too broad and not cover one area in, in enough detail. I, I think that... That was it. Other than that, though, it was just um, it, it was it was a real learning experience. You know, I don't I don't regret any of it, but it, it, right. it was it was tough. <laughs> right. No, they, I mean, as it should be, it often isn't right away. You know, easy, so easy. So you 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 come up with iVideo Hero, um, and, and so kind of back on that one thing that you mentioned with the content like stress bomb. How do you avoid? How did you avoid that with iVideo Hero? 
Yes, well, with, with that, I was I wanted to to validate the idea, which is a big sort of buzzword at the moment. But I wanted to test that out because I knew that people would buy my content. But I, w I just wondered if you know iPhone it was too niche, or whether people were expecting to just buy a three dollar app and not buy a course. So um, first of all, I tested it. So I um, built the site first. That's another thing I did. I basically created the shell of the site first and not not left it. So I think it's really important if you can see this shell of your site ready to go. And you, I just loaded it in with like YouTube videos. Mm. But literally you build this kind of exterior. And I even got the logo commissioned on the second day of having the idea. You know, went onto Odesk and got the logo. You've got this shell and it becomes like so much like real to you. You think, oh my goodness, it looks good. All I have to do is fill it with content. Yeah. So I created the shell first, got that out of the way. Then I thought, right, what's the minimum I need to do is I need to create two videos. One video is like a squeeze video yep. to get an opt-in, and the second is a bit of free content. And I, um, it coincided around the Thanksgiving period, and I picked up on this and thought, you know, people love to impress their families, to film their families first of all, and impress them with, with videos. So I picked up on that, and I, I used an app that, that creates a really quick video for you, and I kind of hooked it onto the fact that you could impress your friends and family this holiday season, Thanksgiving or Christmas was coming up too. So I hooked it onto that. So that was it, the two videos. And I thought, let's just test that. Let me mail my list. Let's go onto some of the forums, put it up on Facebook. Let's just see, are people into this idea of being told, you know, how to use mm -hmm. their phone and how to use apps? So minimum amount of content. Let's see the buzz. And that, that's how it all began, really. And so you, so you put the minimum content. You're going in there. You're saying, hey, you know, here, here's what's going on. Here's a free piece of content. And what was the response? It was great. It was, I just knew from within about a day that people were loving it. They were opting in quite often every hour or so. Um, I could see a bit of buzz on Facebook and you know Twitter and um, people were liking it. And I just knew that there was something about um, automated editing, you know, software that edits for you that people loved. They, they, they loved their iPhone. I always thought this, if I can tap into people's sort of passion for their gadget as well as the need, obviously the need is that entrepreneurs business people want video, but is, you've also got the passion. So you've got this intersection of, of these two very important things. And, you know, people who are, who are market, who are willing to spend money on, on their business. So I could just see it. It just, it was just, um, it just happened. And I just thought, oh, that was such a breakthrough moment because I, I knew I was onto something, you know? Right. So you get this kind of confidence, right? Because you get the feedback yeah, and people are saying, oh, you know, this looks, you know, this is great. They're opting in for the free content. And then what do you do? Do you spend the next month, two months less getting the content ready? Like what, what did you do from there? No, well, this time I thought I'm going to, I'm going to make this a lot faster. And I, um, I set myself um, quite a, a short deadline and I've had, had some mentoring in this. I'm a member of, um, it's uh, Tim Conley. I don't know if you know him, but he runs um, uh. Foolish University. I don't know if it rings a bell. Okay. But, um, I've heard that. I, I feel like I've heard the name. I gotta go. Yeah, look yeah, up. yeah. It's it's, it's um, called Foolish University, and um, I've had some great mentoring, and they were talking about doing um, a really quick sort of quick turnaround product at that point, and that I happened to have started mine just before they announced that there was a little project within the within the university to make a fast turnaround product. So I thought, yeah, this time I'm not going to take months. I'm going to take about 20 days to make this that's it and I'm gonna set myself a schedule you know I thought yeah I've been working in TV I'm used to working to right. take deadlines so let me get a whiteboard out and say right how many videos is gonna be the minimum product that I'm proud of that I'm willing to sell how many videos do I need 
put them on the whiteboard Monday, Tuesday, you know, through to Sunday. There you go. There's one video a day. There's seven there, seven the next week. Um, forget about taking the weekend off or anything to do with family and um, <laughs> get, get my head down, lock myself in a room and let's get this thing done. As soon as I knew it, could, it was going to be, you know, viable, let's get the thing done. And I set also a launch date and I told the list ah. I'm launching on this particular date. Gets you, gets you, uh, gets your butt moving because you got to hit that date, right? Yes, and also not not being American, I forgot what day Thanksgiving was, and I oh, set perfect. it Thanksgiving Day, right? Which was um, the worst day. And I was watching a webinar with <laughs> Jeff Walker from um, <laughs> Product Launch Formula, and he was asked a question by a lady, and he said, um, "I'll stay away from Thanksgiving. I should, I wouldn't launch a product at Thanksgiving." He said that on this Specifically, webinar. Specifically, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to delay it. So I, I, I explained, I delayed it by three days, and I said, you know, um, I want to give you guys time to enjoy your family. So I moved it, but um, yeah, I had a specific date. I was going to launch it on that day. I was going to try and use some of these sort of product launch techniques to get a bit of buzz around a specific time. And I was also going to, you know, put my marketing hat on because, you know, I'm from this old, the media TV world and I'm learning all this marketing stuff. And I thought I'm going to put a bit of um, scarcity on it, right? So what'd you, um, so what'd you I, do? Yeah, well, what I did was I said, um, it's going to be a um, ridiculously low, amazing, crazy price of $27 for the first 50 people only, the first mm -hmm. 50. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting used to all these sort of methods, but they, they work, you know, they work. And so I gave the first 50 a $27 ticket um, to come in. And I had a few issues at launch. Maybe we can go into that. But yeah, please, um, I was please watching... do, because, yeah, it doesn't always go smooth, right? Oh, no, it didn't. It didn't go smoothly. Um, well, try and keep it simple, but one, one reason it didn't go um, smoothly was, although I tested it, I made one mistake, was that um, my the domain that I've got is um, iPhone Video Hero. That was the name of the, the full name, iPhone Video Hero. And I had that, um, but I realized that I couldn't use the, the word iPhone. You know, it's a bit um, difficult with Apple trademarks to use yep. those in the domain. So I thought, right, the actual site is going to be on iVideo Hero, and the product's kind of become that now. But... I had iPhone Video Hero masked onto the iVideo domain so that when you came from iPhone Video Hero, you'd still see that in the top bar, but you'd actually be on iVideo Hero, right? Uh, I tested it all. I put PayPal buttons, but I didn't realize that if people were landing on iPhone Video Hero direct onto that page, the PayPal button didn't work. <laughs> it only ah. worked if they were on iVideo Hero. It's yep. a bit complicated, but basically it was a dummy button that did not work, right? So I... I was watching the launch. I have I used um, something called Whoopra. It's W O O P R A dot com. Okay. It's free, and you can see traffic live arriving on your site. Wait, say that one more time. It's W. Yeah, Whoopra. W W O O P R A dot com. Okay, got it. Um, it's free. There's a free service to it, and you can see the traffic arriving live on your site in real time. So you can see where they're coming from, what browser, everything. So I had that open. I saw at the launch time. I set a specific time. I sat there and thought, right, let's, let's see what's going to go on now. And I could see traffic buzzing around my site, waiting for me to flip the page over so it became like a live sales page. And that was amazing. You know, I'd never seen that before. It was incredible. Then they landed on it, and I'm thinking, please, let's let there be a sale. And I sat there, and there was no sales, and people were leaving. And I thought, oh, no, it's just going to be a yeah. fiasco. I was just really down. And then I got an email from somebody saying, I want to buy your product, but I can't buy it. What's going on? <laughs> so it was the PayPal started, link. Yeah, yeah, the PayPal wasn't working. And so anyway, the bottom line is that people were asking me to buy it. And I thought, wow, that's a good sign. So um, 
I got the first, yeah, I changed, I put a little link below saying, if you're coming on this page, then click here and then you can buy it. And I changed it around. It took me a while to figure out what to do, to be honest, because I was on my own, didn't have a huge launch team like all the, the gurus right. have, you know, behind them. So I sorted that out. And then the sales started coming faster and faster and faster. And as the afternoon went on, you know, it was every, you know, 10, 20 minutes. And I, I was amazed by that. And um, that first day and evening was just like, I was sort of celebrating really because it was so much different to my first launch and it felt like a launch like you watch the gurus do all these launches and you know they even show you behind the scenes and you just wonder and suddenly I, I could see this actually right. working and, and I thought this product creation stuff like really rocks <laughs> yeah no yeah you know, and, and that's awesome to hear that and how that kind of evolved and you know uh, let's see a, a couple of questions on that you know in terms of so you mentioned um, the sales, they, they, were, they were starting to do well, and you mentioned a team, you know, some people have, you know, th that's the beauty of, of kind of this, and I put this in quotes, meaning, you know, whatever the heck we're talking about here, digital products, you know, that kind of thing. You don't need a big team, right? Like, you don't need a huge team, but I'm curious for you, is it just you, or is there anyone else helping on any capacity? Um, anything, the only person I've got is I've got a young Filipino, he's a student in the Philippines, he does graphics. Okay. So occasionally, very occasionally use him for graphics. I've got a chap in Macedonia who I found on Odesk and he's good at coding. So if I wanted to tweak a site, he could do that. But but basically, not really. I mean, the whole um, setting up of the, the I use Optimized Press, did it myself. Yep. Um, Digital Access Pass, which is a plugin very much like Wishlist. Yep. Um, I set that up this time myself and you know, so basically, no, it was it was it was literally all me because having learned from the first time, I was much faster at setting up the the, the shell of the site, um, and that's the beauty of it. You know, keeping keeping those overheads like really really low, particularly when right. you're you're testing. And, and for you, do you enjoy that? I mean, do you enjoy kind of the ability that you can tweak it and learn new stuff and kind of go along with it? Yeah, I like having that that initial knowledge. Kind of control. I know now, yeah, I know now that if I wanted to test another product. I could put that up really quickly and it'll be even quicker. So I like knowing how it works. I like being able to dive in the back end of Optimize Press and, and, and tweak it around a bit. And other people have asked me now for, for help doing that. So I like knowing it. Having said that, if I were going to scale this bigger and bigger, then I think, you know, if I, could, if I find somebody that could set up the, the Optimize Press and, and the plugin and have it all basically set up the shell for me, then I would let them do it because I know what I'm good at. I'm good at creating the content side of it. So, you know, going forward, I think, um, you know, I might use outsources even, even more. Yeah. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Now, one of the challenges that people have with kind of digital products is they can get that initial buzz going, right? Like you get that initial buzz and then you talk to a lot of people and it's like, well, how do you kind of maintain that over time, either without burning yourself out or also figuring it out, you know, because everyone has different advice on it, you know? Focus on social media, focus on speaking gigs, focus on, yeah. uh, you know, focus on SEO, focus on webinars, focus on different things. The people that seem to be the most successful focus on usually just a couple areas, you know what I mean, or certain ones that they go on. What's sort of your long-term, you know, quote-unquote marketing or bringing in new people strategy that, that you've started to implement now or have you? Yeah, I have. No, I mean, I, I was – pretty quick with the affiliate scheme I was off you know I had the affiliate scheme set up from day one and I brought some affiliates from my other product to this one yeah and p 
people that knew me that I'd met at meetups, you know, who are marketers, I said, look, I've got an affiliate scheme. So that's worked well for me. And, <laughs> scheme. Uh, I like that scheme. Not not actually a uh, scheme, but yeah. I oh, it. oh, how do you call it? In, in we the would US? call it a uh, well, program. <laughs> I would say, yeah, like affiliate program or uh, yeah, when yeah, people yeah. hear scheme, they're going to think like shadiness, like drug dealer. You know what I mean? That's what, actually, you're right. Somebody else wrote to me about that because I had that on my Yeah, like if you said me and you're like, here's my affiliate scheme, I'd be like, I don't yeah, think yeah. I want to be part of your heist. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's dodging, going on yeah. here. So yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, that's a linguistic thing. That's a challenge of um of UK or European marketers, like right. not screwing up on the on the on the language <laughs> right. to to reach a global audience. But yeah, I had the affiliate program um set up quite early on. That's worked well, and I've got banners. I've got my designer to make banners, and they're popping up in all kinds of um mobile phone sites and iPhone cool. um blogs because a lot of um bloggers don't know how to monetize their sites. So you know, if you're writing, if you're passionate. And you love your gadget, and you're, you're 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 creating a blog about it. It's hard to monetize it. You don't get much from apps, <laughs> selling apps. Um, right. So people, bloggers, are looking to monetize their site. So if you can provide a product for them that's going to increase their earnings, then that's that's one way, good way of doing it. Um, the other thing is reaching out to people, um, giving people that I respect my product, um, you know, letting them go through it and enjoy it. If I find out that they they love, you know, they use an iPhone and they like Apple. Um, products, I just give it to them because I, I want them to enjoy it, and then maybe they might talk about it later or not. It doesn't really bother me that much if right. they if they get something out of it. Reaching out, um, I found it hard to be honest. It's been a challenge to to do webinars or to to get to meet the big guns really mm -hmm. because there's definitely a distance here. You know, I'm not I'm not out there. I maybe need to come over to the U.S. and you're gonna have to come over. You're, you're gonna have to you have to go out to the conferences and get in there. Yeah, I haven't done any of that, know. which is which is mad. But so I'm. I find it harder to reach some people that I would like to reach just because, you know, they've got so many people trying to contact them that they don't know who I am. And so it's, it's been a challenge, but keeping it going, I put the price up. I mean, it went from 27 to 47 Now it's at 97, um, after, right? the, after the first 50. And I recently, um, because people were telling me who'd bought it, you know, it's too low. It should be more. Um, and so I recently put it up to, to 97 and I used that as an opportunity. So I said, you know, everybody on my list, you know, you can get the product now for 47. It's going up in, in four days to 97. I'm going to give you guys, you know, opportunities to get inside. And again, you get a lift off. It's like a mini launch again because you get people jumping in for the right. new price. So that, that kind of thing, um, that's about it really. All right, perfect. Yeah, no, it all makes a lot of sense. And I want to ask two final questions, Jules, we'll let you go. Number one, um, in sort of I, the blogger sponsorship or advertising makes a lot of sense to me, you know, finding people that are like, you know, they talk a lot about something, you know, with the iPhone or something related. How do you kind of approach those deals? Do you go to them and say, Hey, it's, it's basically an affiliate. Is it, are you paying to put an ad on their site? What kind of stuff's been working for you? I, I think, I think the ones that have found me, well, firstly, my products on ClickBank. Okay. Right. Which so there's an affiliate. I've heard yeah. of, you know, Lewis and Sean have all talked about it's awesome. the, the benefits of ClickBank. So with ClickBank, you inevitably get some affiliates. And trust me, you know, people in niche blogs, if go and check ClickBank and see what's available for their niche. And they use the search facility. So, you know, people search there for iPhone or whatever product you may have. People search and they, they seek you out, which is pretty incredible. I haven't had much luck with paid ads. There's there are services where you can get banners. I'm just testing one on on a I won't mention the name of the blog, but it's a big guru in this video field and I've got an ad up on his sidebar right now so whenever every time he posts yeah um, I get a bit of a, a rush of traffic on so I'm experimenting with so we see if it ads. works if it makes sense it makes sense see you if know it works. 
And Ham, you asked me about approaching people. I'm pretty, I'm, well, I'm learning how to do it better, right? I don't think it pays to be, depends who you're approaching. With bloggers, it's a little bit more informal. You know, you can engage them in a conversation about, about the subject, about iPhone or, you know, um, read, read their blog, you know, first of all, to see what it's about before you dive into right, it. Right, right. But with other people, again, it's like not, not going in straight away and saying, hey, do you want to, do you want to sell my product? You're not, not a good move. You, you need nope. to know your audience. You need to know that they, would like, they might like your product, that they use an iPhone. They're on the, if they're on the same wavelength in the same niche and, you know, learn from them, see what they do and, and comment on their blog, you know, the usual stuff really. All right. Awesome. Jules, well, we're going to wrap it up here. I want to give people a link here in a second, but I want to also ask what's next for you. Is it continuing, you know, the success of iVideo Hero, tweaking anything? What, what do you have going on? Like what's kind of your uh, next uh, move here on the chessboard? Oh, right. Well, I'm, I'm being pulled in different directions because people that have, that have helped help me or mentored me, they always say like stick with your, if you've got a product that's selling pretty good, it can sell better. So, you know, one part of me is saying, stick with this because if you can sell a few you can sell many 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 more products yeah and you know get good at the marketing of it my other sort of creative side is going off saying i need to make more products i need to maybe make more niche products in the, in the video video landscape for diff all the different industries so i'm i'm in the in a process of deciding which way to go with it right now but all i know is it this stuff works and you can pick up so many really cool tips and you've been doing a lot of really great content in the last few weeks talking about product creation and I've been implementing it so when I think it was Sean said you know that it didn't really work for them conversions with, with having the big fancy header on your right. sales page I took mine off and I, I definitely got a, a raise in conversions so um, still learning all this stuff still trying to implement it and still you know looking at for the best sources of information to, to, to learn how to do that all right. Well, awesome Jules and I just love it that you're just again a living case study who's someone who is you know going up those steps of being successful of following this these things online i love it um, wish you the best of luck and i'm going to link up below my special affiliate link for your program so it's the rise to the top dot com slash ivideo hero and that'll be in the show notes jules thank you once again man the dual interview this was number two we're going to go take a nap now right <laughs> yeah right right a lot of chat but thanks very much david thanks all right, this was Jules Watkins on the rise to the top. All that stuff is linked up below. I'll see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. All right, one more quick reminder on a few different things. If you want to enter your email and get the free video series for Create Awesome Interviews, it's createawesomeinterviews.com. And our sponsor, of course, is go to my PC by Citrix Online. Go to Go to MyPC.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE for a 45-day free trial. And if you want to check out Jet Set Body, this program for men, women, and couples, it's JetSetBodyRise.com.